Well, hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Sorry we missed last week. We were recovering from traveling. Oh, that's right, Atlanta. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. We did not publish last week. There were a couple of you who were shall I say, upset, but deal with it. You have in people our... talking to you that are upset that we didn't record? Mostly friends, yeah. Well, you know what? That's listeners. I mean, <laughs> it's not like we have a lot of stranger listeners. That's um, fair. If they were getting mouthy about it, it'd be like, easy. <laughs> but easy. to be fair, in our bio, I do state almost every Friday. Almost. Because I do not overpromise and underdeliver. There you go. We just got to start banking some, you know? Yeah, maybe so, but Bank not home. as fun. Yeah. <laughs> not as timely, but it works out either way. So what are we talking about this week, Carly? Um, So we came across an interesting reel. Yes. And that kind of became the topic of conversation for a couple of days, or maybe a day, and I just feel like it lasted for a few days because that's how our conversations work is – Sometimes we pause one conversation and then ca- <laughs> and then continue it the next day. Right. No, and we want to make sure that we give proper due. Uh, dude's name is Reed Choi on Instagram. This is where we got the reel from. Um, and I can just play it, hold it up, and um, we can put the link in either the uh, – I don't know how to link this yet. So we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, we can put we can put the dude's link, uh, his bio in this uh, in this um, sure. episode just so people can go look at it. The good news is I know how to do it, but I think social media. <laughs> the um, kind of our top that reel spurred on the topic of the aspects of addiction through online dating. Right? Is it an addiction? Is it not? What are the levels of addiction? And so we're going to kind of dive into that today. But yeah. go ahead and play the reel. Okay. Let me get this all set up. Yeah. But the goal of an app, its main metric of success is to keep you as addicted as possible, keep you going back to it. Yeah. But your goal on the app is to basically use it once and never again. Exactly. Okay, you're not hearing me. So your goal and the app's goals are completely at odds with one another. But you think the app is on your side? Yeah, I mean, like all their slogans is the app made to be deleted. People lie. You know, okay, okay. Do they gamify the app? Do they dehumanize the people on the app? You know, like reduce them to the bare minimum so you can objectify them more easily and it becomes less about the human interaction and more about vanity metrics? Okay, yes, they have that, but it works. I met couples that have met through the apps. And after using the app, do you find yourself less willing to actually commit to other people because you are so flooded with options? It's not that I'm not willing to commit. It's that I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the right person. How can you ever discover someone's the right person if you never give them the chance? Okay, but that's like the only way people meet each other anymore. Is it or is it just the lowest hanging fruit when in actuality, if you did things the old fashioned way, you develop patience and therefore patience with other people, giving them the chance to prove you right or wrong. So let 
let me get this straight. You use an app. And there you have it. So yeah, the uh, the clearest, I guess, not dig, but the pointing out of uh, difference of goals is Hinge mm-hmm. um, in the sense of their whole slogan is the app meant to be deleted, which, you know, like we've said countless times, we met on Hinge. We thought it was a great interface, but the points brought up in it can definitely be understandable in the whole premise and uh, app interface of most dating, like Bumble, Tinder. I don't, I'm not necessarily sure about like the older, like farmers only and um, farmers only. Uh, what's the, what's the other big one? That's the, that's the old one. E-harmony. E-harmony. I'm not sure if there's like the gamifying aspect of it, but um, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, Thought provoking. Uh, kind of monologue in the online dating world. Yeah, I I think it's definitely a hot take. He is right about some things, and I also think he is not necessarily wrong about some things, but they're my two biggest points that I think are more on the negative side with that is, one, he says lowest hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. And while to some people's eyes that may be true, I, I think as this world evolves, it's not low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. You're, it's actually a way of putting yourself out there because a lot of people, even with social media, putting yourself out there as available to date mm-hmm. is still another like block of vulnerability. Um, and again, this just my own personal opinion. For sure. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily a low-hanging fruit. I see how it's seen that way. Um, I think it might have been a low-hanging fruit back when there weren't any apps and it was just like desktop, eHarmony, you're paying to meet people type of thing. Um, But I'll play devil's advocate to that point because I think what he was setting up in the sense of like, say you were having both online interactions and in-person interactions. If you were having more success with the online interactions and just uh, trending towards those and just basically giving up on the in-person interactions or maybe just not like prioritizing those because you're like, "Mm, I can see this profile. I can access this person quicker. Say if you don't have the number of the in-person interactions. Wait, that doesn't make sense. You definitely would because how else would you contact them? Um, (laughs) But thinking of it as there's distance there, there's an easier way. It's already curated. Like you see the best side of that person. Like I can definitely understand why someone might uh, describe it as low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I definitely see both sides. I just think it's such a... I don't know. I It was more of a negative output for me sure. um, in the real. And then the second piece I had to that is he says, um, if you would just do it the old-fashioned way, you'd have patience or you'd develop more patience. Sure. And while I think that is not not, not false, 
double negative. Mm -hmm. It's not false, but it's also not encompassing the whole truth. For sure. Either. That's, I guess that was my problem with it, but it is like a 90 second reel. What are you going to do? Right. And I think we both, I think we both experienced that you can have patience in this world because I had to. Right. Did you though? You met me like your second date. (laughs) What? Yeah, I had to, I had to have patience with you. Uh, With me, but not so much on the app, Daniel. I was on it for years before I met you. And you were on it for like, what, a few months? No, I I wasn't on Hinge for that. I was saying with you, silly. I didn't talk to you for three months. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You, Yes, you had to have patience with me. Right. But I think like... If we're talking about developing patients in general, like with the apps of, oh, this isn't working. I'm not finding my person. Oh, sure. I had to wait eight years to meet you. Yeah, that's patience. <laughs> I, okay, but how long were you on the app for? Seriously? Uh, six months to a year. I just think that's funny. I and- also moved. No, no, I'm not even dogging you. I just think it's funny. Um, Sounds like this is dogging. Now now it's a contentious podcast. That's it. We're in an argument. We're in an argument. We're ending the podcast right now. We're only nine and a half minutes in. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, anyway, going back to those are my two negative points. I don't think that because a lot of people do – to your experience and to your point, doing things the quote-unquote old-fashioned way mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean you develop patience. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you, like, get what you want in the sure. end. So, I don't know. I just think that's kind of false promising. Well, I mean, it's also from the standpoint of like, if you think about the old fashioned way, if, if we're being, if we're being strictly old fashioned, I would have just stayed in my hometown. Right. Like I would have gone to, I would have gone to the church that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. I would have eventually found someone that was, you know, that my worldview lined up and, and there you go. But neither of us had that. Like. You didn't necessarily have like a concrete hometown to go back to. Right. And I moved to Texas. I could have gone back to my college town. That would have been interesting. There you go. Good Lord. Back to good old Brownwood. So. What? I didn't want you to tell people, but okay. They Um, know who you are. It doesn't matter. That's your public record. I prefer not to say. Anyway. Okay. Um, anyway, I still think his, um, main points were true that the, you and the app are at odds with one another. Agreed. Um, yeah. And, and it's interesting to think about like, you know, like I said, I can't necessarily remember if Hinge had a, um, like a pay to play. Um, I think it did. I think it had. Yeah, uh, toward the end, it had like upgrades. Yeah, it had upgrades where you're like, you could see your match. You could, you know, match with the 
person even before they knew you. I know Tinder does. I know Bumble does. And it's kind of like if to bring in um, uh, uh, gaming terminology, it's uh, loot boxes. Like you're getting basically an inside peek or you're getting on the inside track of the app, of the game. Right, right. And it's serving, you know, it is kind of um, insidious because it's, it's, it is kind of preying on dopamine. Oh, yeah. That's why I think, like, this is such a important conversation of the addiction to online dating. Right. Because is it an addiction? Absolutely. I think it can be. For sure. I think, I think it's when you have, um, I think if like for someone like me that didn't maybe necessarily get a whole bunch of matches, that, that feeling of getting a match is a serotonin hit. Oh yeah. It's like, if you go back to originally like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, like your first likes, your first like follows that you got outside of, you know, your circle of friends, dopamine hits. Yeah. Now they don't game. Social media maybe doesn't game on it. So when you're thinking about the dating apps, it's kind of similar to gambling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we touched on that, you know, last week mm-hmm. with, or the week before last with the Zaruses. But the difference is, you know, it's it's with people's feelings. Right. Right. So So probably a little bit more damaging. Yeah. Although people lose, people lose hands in Vegas. So (laughs) yes, that's, that's also very true. Um, I just think, I mean, you're, you're very right about the dopamine hit. Yeah. And how, I mean, think about the, the beginnings and genesis of Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. the likes and the retweets and everything mm-hmm. like that. It, but it's just on a grander scale of, with people's feelings. And, yeah. But, you know, the general hope, I think, of everyone is to find someone on there. I think so. I think so. Like, I mean, definitely have talked about the differences between the apps. But, like, I think... F- Throwing out Tinder, um, I think that most everybody would want to find, you know, a relationship and hopefully um, a marriage. Yeah, hopefully. I mean. (laughs) Not everyone. No. Some people just want a summer fling. Yeah. But if you find someone who also wants a summer fling. There you go. You've essentially still found a match. That's true. It's very true. But, I mean, I would say, like, I would definitely be on the lower end in the term of, like, the serotonin hits. Yeah. So I would say because I wasn't getting a ton of matches, because your boy is a solid five. Stop. <laughs> um, and because, and I would even joke about this with friends. I was like, I don't have a good billboard. Like, my billboard... It's not great. Now, the show or whatever, the product, 
makes up for it in, in the terms of like, you know, what else I bring to the table. But personality. 100%. <laughs> but I mean, like with social media, depending on how they format it, the billboard might be all you have. Yeah. Well, and like he says in the reel of are, are they giving you like micro doses of what a person is? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just from the standpoint of like, you know, what is, what is, what is your like point with it? Like, what is the point of your billboard? And are you getting addicted to other people's? Because I think for some, if you're so, for lack of a better word, desperate on there to find someone, man, you are just, you're just grabbing onto any billboard you can find. Yeah, that's true. But um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I was addicted. I, I think um, it was definitely interesting, like, getting on there at the end of every day and seeing what happened and seeing your 70 messages no 65 there it is (laughs) no i'm kidding obviously but just seeing what happened seeing what conversations um unfolded and i will say like days when you don't get matches you're like what did i do how can i improve this yeah how can i make it better Ooh, little, excuse me. little micro adjustments to like, what can I do in my in my profile to kind of tailor this a little mm-hmm. bit better? Yeah, for sure. And I think like that is part of the addiction of like you're not actually making yourself. It's different than working on yourself to make yourself a better person or right. or physically better because of health. You're working on like just showing people. You're perfecting a profile. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of these like micro changes that you make to say like how can I improve this? But you're ultimately like when you're trying to find your person, you're not <laughs> those micro changes aren't necessarily real. They and right. I think some people that's how they fall down the well of lying. Yeah, of false of like, you know, little white lies mm-hmm. of like you know, maybe I am pushing six foot. I'm six foot, <laughs> you know, and then potentially doing, talking about, or like over dramatizing things like talking about trips that maybe you had gone like close to, but didn't actually go to. Like, you know, I visited France for a day and talking about how like spent a, spent a week in France. Right. And, you know, these little kind of adjustments in the hopes of finding that right person. Well, at least, like, at that point, you're just trying to get them intrigued. Right. But in that case, are you trying to attract the right person or are you just trying to get more attention? Right. And then I think that's the fine line. Mm Mm-hmm the web that we weave with the online dating yeah. uh, world. 
<laughs> yeah, because I mean, like, if you get really good and you're able to, you know, have the right profile, know how to kind of, then really you're just becoming a less malicious Tinder swindler. Yeah, honestly. Like, you're just getting really good at playing the game. And that's unfortunate that it even comes to that, but well, it all it can. It all depends if the uh, the dopamine hit, the the excitement of the app becomes more important than um, the actual pursuit of a meaningful relationship. Right, and kind of what we were talking about of the attention that has on your psyche of how does it bleed into the other realms of your life if you're not getting that attention if you're seeking that attention on an app but you're not getting it elsewhere um mm. how does that bleed into your attitude and uh belief of yourself everywhere else in your world i'll tell you how ready player one you just jump into the game and you never come out of it oh geez <laughs> what no, no 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 not like actually like boot into boot into something but like that becomes your world yeah, I suppose that's where the like hits of everything come into play because yeah. then it does take over. And you get to choose, you know, who you are. You get to yeah. kind of curate who you would prefer. Who's your to... character? Right. You're like, <laughs> who do I want to be? What does this girl or guy, what do I think they want to hear? Yeah. And how can I, you know man, we're, we're thinking of this just kind of like hypothetically, you're just, it's no longer getting the dopamine hit of someone liking me. You're like, and how can I like, how can I win this interaction? Right. How can right. I get to that number? How can I like, so the very interesting thing of just going full bore into the, into the rabbit hole of like, I'm going to treat online dating really as a game. And I'm going to win. Jeez. And I think that really goes into kind of one of our other topics we have of, man, when is it time to take a break? <laughs> you know, at that point, if you're trying to win or you're trying to curate yourself a different way and, you know, have these interactions and have a certain number, when, when, when do you – what are the signals to take a break? Right. I mean, with anything, it's just kind of figuring out um, when is this starting to do damage? Like, am I no longer am I no longer able to kind of separate myself from who I am online? I mean. I guess that's kind of an overarching thing. I think I think for me it was it was when I was thinking about it more than I should and when I was uh taking the you know potential disappointment really it was more the disappointment because it's like man that didn't work out or that didn't play out how I thought it should and bringing that into the real world. So I think that for me is like when it's when you're not able to keep it contained anymore and it starts um, bleeding out, that's when I would say that would be my 
that would be my boundary to pull the ripcord for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say like I would catch myself sometimes more on the app than I was like actual social media. Um, and instead of seeing what my friends were doing, I would see like what complete strangers were like. Yeah. And while I just, I don't know, I realized and I, maybe one of those things people can do is obviously set like a timer, an app timer. Um, they have those on the iPhone yeah. where you can like set, you know, uh, a specific amount of time um that you get on the app i think that's smart but i i never did it but i could just tell when some signals were happening that i was a little bit in too deep um but if you're like full-on addicted and you haven't stopped yourself because i mean to be frank people don't see it as an addiction and so it's hard for people to even realize that it can be right right yeah, I think I think with anything it's it's also like it kind of goes back to being able to um let people know like whether or not it's you know family, a roommate or anything like that of being like, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like I'm I'm using I'm using this app." And obviously that kind of takes a whole lot of um self-reflection and being able to pull yourself out of those situations. Um, it's almost like being in a bad relationship where you're like, I don't see it. Like, mm, I yeah. don't know. I'm not spending that much time on it. What do you mean? And it's like, no, you were on it for two hours, like yeah. doing nothing else. Right. So it's being able to have those people in your life that you trust enough to be like, mm, are you even looking for matches anymore? Or are you just playing the game? Right, right. Of are you trying to find true connection or are you just wanting wanting what you want at that point? Right. Um Um I would also say that a lot of reasons why people get off is that it feels overwhelming. Overwhelming in the sense of like how many matches you have or just the whole prospect of it? No, just everything. I don't think, I don't know if people necessarily get off of it because there's too many people they're talking to. I mean, I'm sure for some people that is a thing, but right. I just think people get overwhelmed easily. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're like, if you're new to it, if you're, if you're a generally introverted or shy person, like getting that many uh, messages, potential suitors, um, yeah, totally understand how that might be a lot. And yeah, I mean, from my own experience, it is because there were a lot of people I just flat out ghosted because I was too overwhelmed. Like yeah. I didn't, and I didn't create those boundaries for myself mm. of like, okay, only these people and it was just like eh, it's harmless like i can either let this conversation go or i can leave it be or whatever so what were did you have some explicit boundaries 
No, not at the time. I mean, I think I noticed if I was spending more time on it than I should have, but like I just corrected that. Okay. But I didn't like as far as boundaries with like from being overwhelmed. Like I didn't have any. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't think necessarily that I got overwhelmed. I think I was just I would just get to the point where I'd be I'd be overthinking it. I'd be overthinking it and just like it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like the uh the hopeful feeling of the potential of it kind of went away and it became more for me kind of like um uh, self-conscious and like this doesn't even work like and when I started to really kind of like have those I was like hmm I'm, I'm I'm getting too serious about this I need to step away I need to kind of just relax and remember why I did this right right that's a good that's a good thing to do I think um I don't know I think it, it you don't you don't know till you know kind of thing yeah of like I'm overwhelmed, but I don't know how to fix it. And especially if it's new to you, you're just kind yeah. of like, it's it's a new it's a new source of uh, dopamine. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, like we talked about in the beginning, like if you really fall victim to it, if you really like, either you get the two the two ends of the spectrum. Either you get very desperate feeling like there's no hope for you to ever find someone or you just want to play the game so well well now apps have monetization uh programs for mm -hmm. you to be able to use their specific tools to get quote unquote better at online dating yeah yeah like the sneak peek or um i i don't think that's actually what it's called but you know could be that um that thing of seeing them before they see you. I don't I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but you I think can, anyone who's used them knows exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um but it just seemed so silly when it was first offered. I'm like, no, if if we match, we match. I'm not like gonna pay you to tell me. Mm -hmm. Um and then yeah, I I mean it's to the reals point of you are at total odds with one another because right. for going back to that real, like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's main purpose is to keep you on there. Even though the marketing says, Hey, we want you to delete us, but yeah. wow, how addicting is this? Because people and connection and all that. But when you throw money in there, that goes right back to your point about human gambling. I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, you become a cash cow yeah. at that point. You become another revenue stream in their whole model. Um, Tinder has been extremely profitable, which, however that works, I, I probably not profitable. I have no idea what their <laughs> their profits are like. But, like, they make money. Like Yeah, some way, somehow. Yeah, Bumble makes money. Hinge makes money. Mm -hmm. Um. Those marketing strategies and uh, budgets come from somewhere. Right. So 
I think it's it's not to you know look at that cynically, but I think um, from the multiple uh, uh, examples that we have in our life, it's not it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Yeah. Like the right person, as as corny as it sounds, online dating or normal dating, the right person will find you. Yeah, like, and that's that's what I think ultimately like. Because we're believers, we just believe God has a plan. Um, and whether that is, quote unquote, the old fashioned way or online, you know, BK, have it your way. BK, have it your way. <laughs> yeah. We would, we would probably advise against turning a social media or a uh, online dating app into your pimp. <laughs> yep. Don't let it be your pimp. That's, the, yep. Don't let it be your pimp. Quote of the day, don't let Hinge be your pimp or Bumble or wherever you so choose. Really any of them. Because I think it, I mean, when you do play the money part of it, it really can be. <laughs> I think, I think if, if we were to kind of loop back to like that point of being like, man, when do I need to get off? Maybe another one is when you pull out your credit card. Yeah, for like, sure. If you get to the point that you feel like your money is going to serve you better to find someone and hey. If you found someone doing that, reach out. Like, we'd love to hear that because that's a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, that would just be like my perspective of saying, if you have to reach for your wallet to find true love and not just paying for dinner, but like actually <laughs> finding them on an app, yeah, it might be time to like put like a two-week break on it. Yeah, for sure. Just give it some time. Create some sort of boundaries. Um, I think there's so many – with this topic, I think there's a lot of different points we could have hit. Um, and maybe we can check on those at a later date. But I think we were just – we saw this reel and it was super interesting to both of us. Um, because, it intrigued us. Yeah. We, we definitely um, have both perspectives of – you know, finding people the old fashioned way, um, or we have, we know people who found people the old fashioned way. And right. then we know people like us who met online. And I just think like there's the no new fashioned way. <laughs> there's no right or wrong answer. And so I think it's important to remember that. Yeah. Um, okay, Daniel, what, as we like to end every episode, what are you swiping right on this week? What am I swiping right on this week? Um, I am swiping right on... Dev mode. What's that? Dev mode. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, dev mode on uh, Xbox Series S and X. Being able to put emulators on your uh, Xbox is pretty wild. Shout out to Chandler. <laughs> That's good. What about you, babe? Um, I wish I would have thought about this before. We never do. Maybe we'll just write them down. Yeah. Um, this week, man, this week has just flown by mm -hmm. already. Um, bad ramen. I don't want to swipe a right on bad ramen. <laughs> we had some bad Chinese food last night. We that thought it was going to be good, but it great. was not. Um, I think I'm swiping right on 
going to see my parents this weekend. There you go. It hasn't happened yet, but there you go. See the old parentals. Yeah. So. All right. Well, as always, y'all, stay safe. It's white, right? <laughs>